and welcome to the Christian Formation Podcast. I'm Raven, and I'm here with Grace Spafford, our missions resident at Providence Church, and Nate Whistler, our pastoral resident. The goal of this podcast is to form disciples to live all of life with the presence of God, and we do this through conversations about theology, culture, and stories. Today, we're discussing whether men and women can be friends. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Doesn't that feel like an ominous intro? Like, whether <laughs> Can they or can they not? <laughs> Ooh, let's see. <laughs> well, oh, if you no. guys have been joining us for the last couple of weeks, you will recognize the voices on here. Nate and Grace are our residents at Providence, and they have been along with us for the ride over the conversation about friendship. But we normally start our episodes out with a fun question. So... Both of you, can you share something about yourselves that not many people would know? Yeah, Raven. So for me, I think it'd be a fascination with wolves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, I have it. learned more about you on this podcast than <laughs> I feel like I have just in our day-to-day. Like we talk about the military yeah. or stuff, but fascination with wolves, only drinking coffee, right. what you think about His friends. hot cocoa to coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah working in like a mechanic shop. I'm just like, what? Yeah. What about wolves? Yeah, I've I just been fascinated ever since I was young about their organized chaos. Um, there's this tenacity about them. In humanly terms, I guess, there's this like affection that they have for their, their elderly and they're young. Mm-hmm. And so it's just something I was drawn to ever since I was young. So are you really big on like loving the elderly and the young kind of thing? Is that why you really like Yeah, them? I think just the wolf pack represents this family mm-hmm. um, and you care for everyone. The strongest it's, to the weakest, yeah. Yeah, it's like an honoring. Yeah. I think is, I've heard you talk about it before. I do remember this. It's like an honoring Interesting. Yeah. But you also call yourself like a lone wolf. Yeah. In the past, I've been a lone wolf. And I think as a, as a kid, I moved around a lot. So I never really had community. Hmm. And so maybe there, there's that lone wolf that developed. And I've always wanted that. And I found that in the church. And so just the wolf pack represents this family dynamic. It's part of a wolf pack. Yeah, now. I'm part nice. of a wolf pack now. It's the Providence pack. <laughs> I feel like you should howl for us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's great. That's amazing. I love it. Grace, what about you? What's something that not many people know about you? Well, I don't know why, but this is what came to mind when I was thinking about this question. The first time I saw the Grand Canyon, I cried. And at the time, I was not a crier. Now I am. Oh, I could cry at the drop of a hat. (laughs) But at the time, like it had probably been years since I cried and I saw the Grand Canyon. It was like, oh my gosh. So if you haven't seen the Grand Canyon, everyone, you have to go. It is just a marvel. It's incredible. That sounds, yeah, that sounds amazing. Something about you that many people don't know, Raven, share us. I honestly was going to try and segue out of it so you couldn't ask me because I couldn't really (laughs) think. I feel like I'm such an open book. The first thing that came to mind was that I speak Spanish and that like I'm almost fluent, but also not because I've lost so much of it. I didn't think I knew that. Yes, that's something about me. But I kind of love that question of what's something that you don't really know, because I feel like in friendship, it builds off of our last episode of honesty and authenticity. Ah! And we're just learning more about each other. I would call them friends, but this whole episode's about can men and women be friends And we all have different views on that. So today we're going to discuss that. Again, this is just an episode where we're discussing all of our thoughts, questions, and it's not Providence's official statement. This is our personal statements. We just want to talk through it. If you have a different idea or thought about men and women being friends or friendship in general, that's awesome. Great. Again, this is just a discussion to get our hearts and minds thinking about this topic. 
It's not always our official statement on friendship either. Yeah, there we go. Grace <laughs> We're felt, still processing. <laughs> Grace felt very outed on the last one. The last she was episode still was rough. You know, it's it was good. good. It's it was good to good. think about. Yeah. So today we're going to dive into can men and women be friends? But before we do, Nate, can you give us just our biblical basis for friendship that we all landed on? Yeah. So our working definition is the, the fellowship of believers. Um, like we see in Acts, breaking bread, gathering together. Um, but we think that friendship is this addition of a shared experience. So live a life together and develop trust. Example being David and Jonathan and their friendship in First Samuel, or or Jesus and, the, and his relationship close knitted with the disciples. They spent lots of time together. Um, they confined in one another, trusted each other, and created this deep friendship. Spending time together and having shared experiences yeah. with trust and authenticity. I like it. Concise. Let's do it. Which then leads us to the question: From that definition of having. Time together, shared experiences where you develop trust and authenticity and you're honest with one another. Can men and women be friends? <laughs> like I said, this is not an official statement. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, my initial thought, but we'll dive into this more. My initial thought is yes, um, but relationship, friendships between men and women cannot be the same as friendships between same genders. Why? We'll get into that. <laughs> Nate, what's your initial thought? <laughs> Great. So my, yeah, so my, my initial thought, I, I said yes and no when I thought about the idea. And it really depends on what definition we go by. I think if we're using our biblical definition and kind of what we extract from it, then I would say mm-hmm. no, that men and women can't generally be friends. Um, But for example, I'd say that Grace and you, Raven, that you are my sisters in Christ. We're not his friends, Raven. Yeah, he did tell us that last week. (laughs) Those are half truths. (laughs) That's part of the truth. No, I I think that me viewing you two as sisters, I don't think it um, lessens the value or worth Mm -hmm. of what you mean to me. You just have different roles. And so that's kind of where I've landed right now. Could be it can change, but um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Hmm. Not- Wait, Ray, 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 what do you think? <laughs> good, good, good. Catch. <laughs> I think just like you, Grace, I'm kind of struggling with this thought or where I land exactly. I do think that by our definition, yes, men and women can be friends. However, there is a point. The sticking point kind of is for me the authenticity and like, probably deep trust because I think that can get dangerous between Mm. men and women and can cause unhealthy bonds. Mm. And so, yeah, I feel like I'm teetering. I'm kind of like, yeah, but the depth of the friendship, the authenticity, the trust that's built there, I think you have to be really careful. But I also have a broad definition of friends. You have a broad definition of friends, Grace. Nate, you have a very selective definition of friends. So it does make sense where we land. Yeah. yeah. I was going to bring that up too, that our definitions of friend does matter um, more on, you know, all of our personal kind of mm-hmm. levels of um, how loose we are with the term friendship or strict we are with the term friendship. Yeah. And I would probably say other than my husband, I don't know that any guys can be my best friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> Calling back yeah. to the first episode. Yeah. Um, they can be my friends, mm-hmm. but not not besties though you know yeah i agree because like your best friends are reserved for the people that know your heart you know theirs 
and I'm in the same boat. But since I use the term friends lightly, like right. I have a lot of yeah. guy friends, totally, but not well, not even really a lot actually. I feel like our coworkers are the guy friends that I would probably say are like our friends, you know, and then, yeah. then also some couple friends too. But I'm not hanging out with those guys alone, right? But I was going to ask Nate on that. When you said that you consider Grace and I sisters, would it make you feel uncomfortable then if we said, oh yeah, Nate's our friend? No, I don't think it would, partly because I think I understand that there are different definitions or ideas of friends. I think with our working definition, I think the the time spent together, I think is a big one. Mm -hmm. And I think there could be vulnerable situations if we're spending a lot of time Mm -hmm. with opposite sex. So I think of the disciples, and being with Jesus 24-7. And so, I, I, again, I don't know. The scripture doesn't really specify um, the women, for example, that was around his life, mm-hmm. how tightly knitted he was. Jesus did have a love mm-hmm. for those those women. We see Paul um, co-laboring with women. So definitely there's time spent together. Mm-hmm. But I would just think that um, the time that I spent with my male friends, I would find it I'd be uncomfortable with spending that much time with a female friend, for example. I guess I have a question to bounce off of that, though. You had brought up couple friends, which that, like, since being married is definitely my main context for guy Mm -hmm. friends. It was different before being married, for sure. But there's still that, like, obviously, I don't hang out one-on-one with my friend's husband. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. weird. But there can still be, with all four of you together or whatever, there can still be a lot of like deep authenticity that's yeah. shared between True. you four. And I guess where does that kind of relationship or dynamic land in our working definition and kind of what we're saying in terms of can men and women be friends? What are those? Like I kind of said at the beginning, I think yes, but it is definitely a different friendship than with the same gender. How does that also work into this kind of couple friendships or even even coworker friendships, too? I think that can be a different level of like there are some shared experiences, not all of life, but you have some commonality with your work. And I don't know. Mm -hmm. So where did these other kind of nuanced situations land for you guys? Well, I think me and you are a great example, Grace. I mean, we... Well, I would call you a friend, Nate. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. And I would say you being a sister is even maybe deeper than that, you know? That's I, a yeah, good point. True. That's sweet. Thanks, I mean, Grace, <laughs> Grace has been a blessing in my life. I, I've been vulnerable with her, and, and she helps me process some of my thoughts and emotions. And so that is something that's invaluable, and I think God has definitely put you in my life. And I, I just I just look towards scripture where Paul kind of gives us some insight into men and women. And he's specifically talking about rebuking when we look at First Timothy. Um, but he, he tells us not to rebuke mm-hmm. older men and encourage them as fathers, to encourage older women as, as mothers mm-hmm. and um, younger women as our sisters in all purity. And so mm-hmm. for me, I just have set up guardrails mm-hmm. and, and it has kind of bled over to my definition of a friendship. Yeah. Okay, with that, though, I do have a question going off of that. Because you said that you've been vulnerable with grace. Yep. And we did talk about that there's a line, probably, with authenticity, Mm -hmm. with trust, with those. I think when we're saying authenticity and trust in our biblical friendship definition, we mean like deep, deep sharing your soul, confessing sin kind of thing. You're not confessing sin with her, but how do you 
figure out the line of what's too vulnerable and what's not. Yeah. And so I have confessed sin to grace, but I just think that there are certain areas that perhaps are off limit. Yeah. Um, Because again, I go back to that Timothy verse and he puts in all purity for a reason. Mm. And purity can be a broad um, spectrum, but I think for sure sexual sin, I think would fall into that. um, No zone. Yeah. I think too, you've confessed sin with me as it pertains to me. Not just like any. Oh, like I've been frustrated with you. Yeah, or or like situations that we were in together, like in Mexico, is the main thing that comes to mind for me. Hmm. Not just like any random thing because he confides confides in me. Not that kind of thing. Gotcha. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah, it's like as it pertains to you. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm even thinking about even Andrew and I, we work closely together, and I'm laughing because I'm thinking about the times that he's confessed sin. It's like hey, you really ticked me off. You know, I mean, that's just like the nature of friendship, but more than that, coworkers and working together. And um, I've also had to confess the same thing of like, hey, this really made me, like normally it's frustration or anger. It's not like he's, yeah, confiding in me. Like you said, Grace, because that would make not only me feel uncomfortable, but my husband feel uncomfortable too. I also think it's something where married couples and probably singles have different ideas because I had really close guy friends when I was single and that was good to a point, but then it got too deep to where one of us did catch feelings and that was just not helpful. And so I needed to guard my heart knowing that I was also trying to guard theirs. Mm -hmm. Now in a marriage out of honor and respect for my husband, I do make sure that I don't have conversations that I would be embarrassed or that I haven't had with Kellen first or also just things that I shouldn't be sharing with someone else of the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. And we actually had to get on the same page with that because we both had different ideas. Like, you know, for me, unless I need to, I mean, there have been times where I've driven in the car alone with different male coworkers, but I try not to do that unless it's something where I've gotten locked out of my car. I've all these things. So I'll just like let Kellen know. But for him, that was never something that he even thought of. And he's like, Oh no, this coworker and I, we just ran picked up this thing, whatever, whatever. And I was just like, ah, that feels weird. And so we just had to talk through that and come to a common ground of what we believe and what's okay for us. And then there are some couples that they don't see that as wrong at all. And so you just have to figure out what is, I feel like comfortable for you and your spouse. And if you are single, just like figuring out, okay, am I actually protecting this person or am I using this person as someone who would be a significant other, Mm -hmm. but I actually have no intention of dating them. That's a good point. I do feel like it's maybe a harder question before you're married. At least it was for me mm-hmm. before I was married. I um, often, well, I grew up smashed between brothers. And so I also grew up with a lot of guy friends. And I would tend to lean towards those guy friendships over my girl friendships sometimes in whatever, middle school, high school and for a long time, I thought it was just because, oh, well, I'm just like, I'm sandwiched between brothers, so I'm just drawn to guy friendships because that's just what I grew up with in my house. But I think a lot of it was actually that I was like hiding and that I um, didn't want to be vulnerable and authentic with the women in my life because it was intimidating or difficult or whatever it may be. And so I do feel like it's a harder question to answer because since being married, it's just like, well, yeah, how do I respect Luke? Yeah. And how do I honor Luke mm-hmm. and protect that, obviously, marriage relationship? But being single, there's not that to fall totally. back on, if you will. Yeah, 
And I, and I had a similar experience. I was raised by a single mom. Yeah. I had nothing but sisters. And so a community of women helped really to raise me. And so yeah. I was more naturally comfortable, I think, with women growing up than being open to men and sharing my deepest, darkest secrets mm-hmm. with men. So I can relate to you. Yeah. Okay, so if someone says that men and women can't be friends, what would you argue for that? Yeah, I think the the first thought that comes to mind, and this is an argument from silence, uh, but we don't really see a biblical example of men in a deep friendship. Um, You could maybe argue um, that Paul did have women that he co-labored with and would have been close with, Um, but we don't see a Jonathan David example. And again, so that's an argument from silence. I think also wisdom would tell us that it's really inappropriate, kind of what we talked about earlier about going too deep. Um, There is that situation where one could catch feelings for another um, out of respect for another person's spouse. I mean, there's a variety of reasons, I think, that there's just wisdom in not being too close with those of the opposite sex. And then my third, I guess, thought on it would be that uh, Scripture, again, it doesn't outright say this, but there, I think we can infer from certain passages. Um, we see that uh, discipleship, for example, seems to be gender-specific. Um, Titus 2, we see that older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanders, or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good. And so train young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure. So those are just examples of we're in a discipleship relationship where we're called to be open, I think. Um, there seems to be gender-specific when it comes to that aspect. So those would be kind of be the arguments that I would tend to lean towards. I feel like I have thoughts, but maybe not answers to this question. Yeah. Um, argument for why men and women can't be friends but some thoughts that I do have I think a lot of what I learned before marrying Luke in my relationships with guys is that you know we talk a lot about in dating relationships we talk a lot about physical purity but I don't think we talk enough about emotional Mm, that's good purity and I think that was something that I like had to learn a lot about that I maybe let guys in too much or leaned on guys too much before being married and that is I mean similarly to physical purity like those kinds of deep intimate conversations and things that a guy knows about you those are like precious and should be cherished for just your husband like that is I think an important thing that we don't talk enough about is our emotional purity if you will so that's one thought that I would say it's maybe not quite an argument maybe it is an argument for why men and women can't be friends I wouldn't necessarily say that that equals they can't be friends I just would say that the friendship like we've said shouldn't be as deep yeah another thought that I do have though is that men and women just don't get each other the same way that women and women do you know like you, Nate, don't experience the same struggles that women do or, and not just in like a society kind of way, but in just like a all of life kind of way, like same physical struggles or same like self-identity struggles, or you can relate much more with women as a woman than you can with men. And I think that again, maybe isn't quite an argument as to why men and women can't be friends, but an argument as to why friendships with the same gender are just so much more 
precious and important. Yeah. I also think though, in the same way, women and every human wants to be fully known and fully loved. And there is something about having a guy fully know you and love you emotionally. And that's where the emotional purity comes into play. And so I do think that's where as a woman, you can catch feelings and there can be women that say, well, no, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. But then I would ask you, okay, but are you relying on him in a way that someone would rely on a significant other? Or are you relying on him more than like if he were in a relationship, would his significant other feel uncomfortable with the amount that you guys are spending time together? Like there is something there that I don't think you can negate. I can't. Well, yeah, because the same thing could be said about a relationship that I have with a girl. Am I relying on her the same amount as I rely on Luke? True. Sometimes. Yes. Good point. Yeah. So let's just flip the the question. What are some arguments for men and women being friends from your two perspectives? I think the examples of Paul co-laboring with women in the Bible are good, like Phoebe and Priscilla with other women in the Bible. And they actually are helping him in the faith and teaching him. I feel like that could be an argument for, well, men and women are friends. And I think friends in that term would be base level sisters in Christ and treated just like a sister with trust and also with what you'd see in the normal tenets of friendship. Yeah. I think it comes back to, to our, I mean, our definition of friendship is that baseline. It is what we see in scripture as the community of believers. And like we talked about in our very first episode, we don't treat Christians differently than we treat our Christian friends. Mm -hmm. I think similarly, we don't treat male Christians or whatever the opposite gender is for you differently than we treat female Christians. And so, Mm -hmm. or even female Christian friends, like I think we still have to have that baseline of what is the community of believers? How are we taught from scripture to treat people and Christians all in general? And I guess that means men and women can be friends if you have a loose definition of friendship. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think you're right. Regardless of of sex, I mean, we are called to bear each other's burdens. We're called to love one another as yeah. Christ loved us, and so there is that um, shared responsibility, shared experiences that we do have with brothers and sisters of Christ. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there are situations, kind of like we've touched on too, that we can't help, if you will, like friendships with coworkers, you have that again, baseline of fellowship of believers and working at the same place, you have shared experiences. So I think maybe, maybe where we're landing on this is that there's, there are levels of friendship and Mm -hmm. I think maybe that's taboo, but I think that's okay. I think it's okay that there are levels of friendship that men can be friends with women and the other way around too, because of that fellowship of believers baseline shared experiences in different areas, not all areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but that same gender relationships have something about them that's deeper and that can be more intimate. Yeah. But also that's not to say that guys should act weird around women and women shouldn't act weird around guys. Yeah. Like Definitely. sometimes there's this awkwardness of, Oh, well I can't even really talk to you about, Hey, I've had a bad day. Like right. if someone asks you, I I just, I don't want it to become this weird thing. Yeah. Wait, can you speak to the men too? Because I feel like men are the ones that are weird. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. And I'm not advocating for men to be weird. <laughs> 
I'm like, why are these guys acting so yeah. stinking awkward? I'm like, oh, okay. you, I'm not going to catch feelings if you just ask me a question or tell me that you've had a rough day. I think maybe men are weird, but I also think women are weird in the other sense that they can be too much and not realize it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Or so vice versa. There could be a guy women who's Women like, are weird too. Yeah. I mean, it could be either way, I guess. But also, yes, men are weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Raven, and I'm not advocating that that men be weird. Uh, just my point, I think, is is to see women as sisters mm. in Christ, and I, I just think that can change the dynamic and and cut some of that tension of weirdness. If we actually look at each other, as brothers and sisters who are there to protect one another, who are there to love one another, as Christ loved the church, and so. Yeah, no awareness. Just, just be cool. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Well, Nate, Grace, thank you so much for joining us for this series. Booyah. Thank you for having us. Yeah. If you guys have any questions, please reach out to us on a Sunday. Send us an email at formation at providenceomaha.org. And please like, share, rate, review this podcast. We would love to hear your thoughts, but also continue to do this and get it out to more people. We'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. The goal of the Christian Formation Podcast is to live all of life with the presence of God. And we do this through conversations about theology, culture, and stories. Please like this, rate it, review it, share it so that it can get out to more people. If you have any questions, email us at formation at providenceomaha.org. We'll see you next week.